0: do what we usually do i'm looking for the little red bar okay i see it now Mm -hmm. there it is
1: there it is um i don't
0: see it you're gonna go first tonight with the weekend review sure okay okay and um let's see i'll go second but victoria you and i are kind of together
1: okay uh,
0: because of what we're talking about uh unless you want to talk about your personal weekend review first you got something personal you want to share for this week no, no? not really
1: I, I mean i could always come up with something you know how that is <laughs> <laughs> but no not not particularly um uh, earth chatter okay. other than my hair story
0: oh yes you can tell us about your hair story That's <laughs> 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 always interesting oh yeah <laughs> And I think I had something, I'm not quite sure what it was uh, right now, but every time I look at Ruth, I keep thinking, you had something that you wanted to share. So I don't know. I don't know whether it has something to do with you or not, Ruth.
2: Oh, with me? Oh, okay. I mean, I got something to share, but I don't think it's got anything to do with you. <laughs> I mean, that did not come out right, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: I know. Ooh, y'all. Everybody oh, everybody shake yeah. your hands towards Ruth.
0: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure anybody else would behave. As long as I understand, you understand.
2: That's it. Yeah. Well, as long as you got, got you got it. it. You got you know it. what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> all right, everybody. It's time to all really right All righty.
0: Thank you, uh, Dr. Chaffins, Thank you, sir. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Authors good Up. You know, sometimes when the opening music is playing, I wish we had a dance studio. Oh, just, uh, you know, <laughs>
1: right? I just
0: feel like I need to get into it, you know. Get into it. Uh, uh, good evening to you, Angela. All of fun. Good <laughs> to have you with us tonight. Yes. South Carolina. Glad to have you. And there is Lynn. Good evening to you, Lynn. Glad to have you on. You don't get to come on often, and we are happy when we see your name pop up. Definitely. There is Miss Linda. Linda, good evening to you. Glad to have you in the house as well. And Alan, if we have any of our countries uh, that come in, Uh, At any time during the broadcast, you'd be sure to post them up for us because we like to give them a personal welcome when they're in the house. So uh, that's a good thing for us to do. And we're going to dive right in, because I think we've got some good nuggets and some good information to be shared with us tonight with our author. And we want to make sure that we give way to having enough time to hear everything that she's got to say and everything she Definitely. wants to share with us. So let's go ahead and get started with our uh weekend review. And uh Ruth, you are up first this evening. Yeah, awesome. yeah.
2: All right. Well, I got the opportunity to go to a powwow this week. Um, we got to, uh, because of the nature of my job, we get to, we are privy to, you know, community events like that. And oh. the uh, Kohari tribe in Samson County, North Carolina, had their uh, 52nd annual powwow this past uh, weekend. So, um, I got the opportunity to go and just see. And it was a really neat experience.
1: You went to a real-life powwow and didn't tell you, girls. I'll tell you now.
0: <laughs> what, what, tell me a little bit about what that's like. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, heard about
2: it. we only went on Friday night, but they opened up with, uh, it, it felt like a drumming competition where they would sing and drum. And I mean, it was like authentic you know, I don't know, and I don't want to be insensitive yeah. to their culture, yeah. but it was just, you know, the the uh Native American singing with mm-hmm. the drums, and then mm-hmm. they had their uh their flag bearers come in uh along with dancers in native garb. And it was just amazing to see just the different
0: oh, it's, it's the whole ceremony kind of thing. Oh,
2: absolutely. Oh, wow. And they had the awesome. chief of the Kohari tribe with his 12 year old daughter. And this is, that's really the one thing, well, it was a co- one a couple of things that stood out to me, but the one thing that really stood out was that he, you know, he was an elderly man, um, mm-hmm. but he had his granddaughter with her, him. And she was dressed in traditional garb and she was dancing and just in front of everybody. And I just remember being her age, being in traditional mm-hmm. Costa Rican garb and thinking, mm-hmm. this is embarrassing. But oh, it wasn't wow. embarrassing for her. It was just she was confident. She was happy. She there was a lot of pride in that community, and it was just a really awesome. neat experience. Oh, so. That
1: sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Was it food? <laughs> <laughs> no, there were more
2: like food truck type okay, stuff. Okay.
1: But uh, okay, they I might have like food. I know you oh like
2: food. yeah, no, absolutely. So maybe they had more options yesterday. Okay. Um, okay. I didn't realize how country that was. You know, you step out of the vehicle after being in the car for an hour and it's just you smell manure. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that we were really in the country. So oh, sure. yeah, it was, okay. it was it was it was out there, but it was just a really neat experience.
1: That's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So apparently um that.
2: Yeah, we have quite a few tribes in North Carolina. So I'm gonna see what the others um if others
0: offer that. that's something
1: we hardly hear about, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd never heard of it at all. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So, and I mean, they, he kept, you know, the MC kept saying, you know, Hey, we're still here. You know, we're still here. He kept making that point. And it was just, you know, even for the non-tribal folks who came to the powwow, there -hmm. was a whole lot of respect for the culture and for the fact that yeah they're still there so
1: it was just a really
2: I find out about anymore I'll let you know thank (laughs) you but um yeah so that happened this week and I'm still you know honestly after last week's show too I'm still kind of riding the high of all the storytelling and everything um we did last week that was really neat experience to share with our readers who couple who are now writers. so nice. Nice. Uh, we we actually had um one other uh, listener who um who submitted after the fact, but she submitted and it was just, you know, I, I, I'm just grateful for everybody who participated in the mm-hmm. writing challenge. um and I don't want that to be the end of your writing. So, you know, take it inspiration. There are so many writing challenges out there, but you know, you don't need a challenge to write if that's what you need. You know, like I said, there are plenty out there, but if you take the opportunity, just continue writing. You'll be amazed at what you're able to um, put to paper. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward want, to the next I want one. To do it again, yeah, I, yeah, I want
0: yeah. And I, 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 I think our we got some great listeners, and oh, absolutely, story, uh, just to hear them uh, read their stories was just really cool last week. I really enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. So we have to do that again. Absolutely,
2: that absolutely.
0: So yep. Andrea, how was your week? Well, I I figured out what it was that I was. <laughs> <that I, laughs> my week was um a, a week of discovery of what i want to say that it was a week of discovery okay and i'll say that so that it sounds exciting <laughs> <laughs> but, but i'm i'm at this i am at this phase of decluttering oh it's good so i i am uh the, the person to to work with me on any kind of project like that is my grandson mm-hmm. um, because we will go down we will see a box and i'll say oh let me let me look through that and he says have you opened it in three years no you have you don't need to look at it we just <laughs> need to get rid of that so <laughs> I don't know what I may have gotten rid of when he's with me, but trust me, everything goes down, all the piles go down. So I'm really looking at it from a standpoint, and I was with a, a group of people this morning who, who are all doing the same thing. So I, I don't know whether it's a seasonal thing or a time of life thing, but but I'm really looking uh, at things from the standpoint if I were not here, what would this mean to anybody?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: you know, and and just holding on to those things that that have uh, legacy meaning or meaning mm-hmm. to you know the next generation or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, because if it only has meaning to me and it's seven eight nine years old why am i keeping it why do why do i need to have it so so I'm, I'm i'm sorting quickly and getting through some of those things and the other thing that i have discovered um is that i am a horrible designer i i mean I need, you know, those people that you see on television that come in and you're trying to sell your house and, and they say, OK, mm, this has got to go. That's gotta, that's what I need. I, I am not that person. And I discovered that this. <laughs> uh, I
1: was trying was to move
0: furniture around and change things on the wall and everything. And I came back downstairs and thought, oh, that's that's not. That's not looking like what I want to feel like when I come in this room. Try again, please. So that's, yes, I will. That is on my still on my list. So those are some projects, a couple of projects that's gonna be uh that are going to be with me for a while. Mm-hmm. And you're in the decluttering thing too. I tell you what, I don't know what it is, but a lot of folks are are in that space right now. So we're gonna, we're gonna do better with that. We're gonna do better with that. And um, Victoria, did you have anything in particular, or can we talk about what's coming up?
1: I just have one thing that I I got, um, well, I got two things. The obvious, I cut my hair. That was very symbolic for me. Yes, Um, it looks very nice. Very Very symbolic for me to let go of some of that dead weight I've been carrying around. And I just did it. And the more my um, stylist cut, the freer I felt. So I'm I'm (laughs) real real free right now. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. it got a good time. Um, I'm letting the what's on the inside kind of show a little bit on the outside. So I'm just grateful. Oh, Second okay. thing is that magazine article that I told you I was going to be in that I finally submitted. <laughs> they sent me the proof um, today. And so I'm proofing it. And I hopefully by next week, I will have information about where you can read this wonderful article awesome. on um, the magazine is canvas rebel so i I'm, your girl is gonna be highlighted in canvas Re- rebel so i'm excited That's
0: about cool. that absolutely and you
1: should be if <laughs> <laughs> that is it then we can move it right on <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> well one of the things that we wanted to mention tonight is is a save the date opportunity We are going to have an event called an intimate afternoon with authors.
1: Up. Yes. It's coming
0: up on October the 15th. It's right here in the Raleigh Durham area. We're gonna get information out to you about that. But what is so special about that is I don't know whether you all remember, but we had a contest from concept to completion. And the uh, prize, if you will, was a publishing package. And some of you it submitted your, your, your books, and, and we selected a winner. And her book is slated to be released uh, in February of next year. We're getting a head start on it. Um, we have all kinds of different reveals, and yes. we're going to have a reveal <laughs> in October as part of this program for Miss Paula Obie yes. and her book. We are so excited about this. And and uh, from concept to completion, I tell you what, she this young lady has worked really really hard, and and she's going to be able to tell you uh, about <laughs> her 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 writing journey and some of the things that have happened, including life, because sometimes life will get in the way and change your timelines and different things will happen. But we are excited for Paula. We're excited to introduce her book. We have some other things that uh, we're going to introduce that afternoon and it's it's going to be a good time and we're going to interview some of our guests who come uh so that you can be a part of one of our programs and and october the 15th five to seven october 15 put that on the calendar yes. those who have to travel be sure you put that on the calendar. And because uh, we want to see you, we want you to come and we want you to celebrate with us because this is, is something great. Something great. Uh, I think it's not everybody's desire, but many have the desire to see their work in print. And we have had the opportunity to be a part of that for somebody else. So yeah. mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're we're excited about it. We're excited about it. Yes. And uh, next week, I think Ruth is going to, and, and Victoria are going to start uh, putting some stuff out there uh, more solid so that you will have address and information registration and, and all that kind of stuff, because it is limited seating. It's an When I say it's an intimate afternoon, it is a, an intimate afternoon. So seating is going to be limited. Uh, so we, we got to get your name, get you on the list so yes. that and be with us that day. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I get it all
0: in? I, I think, think, you know. think so. We're day.
1: super excited, and we hope that everybody who's in the local area will be able to come because, you know, we you join in through Facebook, and some of you listen to our podcast, but it would be so great to see you in person. So we can just love on you, and you can love on us and talk to us in person. And, and it's just going to be a good afternoon. I, I am so excited about it.
0: Angie said, "Put her on the list, yeah, so she's yeah. coming in from South Carolina. <laughs> great, 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 Angie!
1: Yeah. Great, so glad,
0: so glad. Well, that's uh, we we're, we're we're uh, we're done with all of that. Victoria now is going to tell you a little yeah. bit about our guest.
1: All boy. right, and we're super excited about that. All right, Kim Sorrow." is the director of a humanitarian organization called Rays of Hope International. She's also a public speaker and is the author of two books. Her first book, Cry Until You Laugh, is about her and her husband's battle with cancer after being diagnosed just four months apart. Her second book, Love Is, because that's what we're gonna talk about tonight, chronicles her year long quest to figure out The meaning of love, true meaning of love, which is a sometimes funny, sometimes scary, but always enlightening journey that led to life changing discoveries found mainly on the streets of Haiti. I want you to get into a comfortable spot where you won't be interrupted because after this short break, you will meet our fabulous author, Kim Sorrell.
3: Kim, welcome. Thank you, my ladies. Nice to be here with you.
2: Well, it's nice to have you. We're so glad you could join us tonight.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, thank you for the invitation. It's awesome.
2: Of course. Of course. All right. So your book is I mean, you are a published author. You have more than one book. Uh we're here tonight to talk about Love is and that is I mean, that is an expansive, an amazing topic. But Let's start with tell, tell us what your, uh, tell us about your book. Tell us about the journey that brought this book to fruition.
3: Sure. So uh, several years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Hmm. And four months later, my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Wow. And he passed away just six weeks after that. Oh, wow. And I was in love with that man. He was a great guy. We had a wonderful marriage. And I was 47 years old and questioning love wondered if I was doing it right, if I did it right with him. And did I really know the true meaning of love? There's so many songs. There's Nicholas Sparks. You know, there's so many movies. There's all these things on love. But is it really love? Is it really love, right? I mean, love is such an interesting thing because in John it says that God is love. So that means love is is not an emotion. God is love. So we can be love. So how do we be love? What does that mean, right? Mm -hmm. So I decided that I was going to dedicate a full year to figuring it out. So I took this 2,000-year-old poem that you hear at weddings all the time, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, et cetera, the love chapter. And I decided I would take one word a month and figure out what is love that is patient, what is love that is kind, Mm -hmm. and, and see where it led me. And the first thing I figured out is there's 14 isn't and isn't sub love. So it took me a little longer than a year. But I, but I got there and boy, what the things that I found out just blew my mind.
2: Wow. That is amazing. I mean, most people get an idea and they're like after about 2 months they're like, oh, "Okay, I
1: can't do this."
2: It, <laughs> all to the wayside, but you dedicated over a year to discovering what what love is. How did your understanding of love change?
3: uh, my understanding of love changed completely. Wow. I think everything that I knew about love, the assumptions that I made about love, what I'd been taught about love, Mm -hmm. what I'd heard about love, uh, most of it was not, not right. It's different than what I thought.
2: Wow. Wow. Mm
3: -hmm. All right.
2: Um, why did you opt to share uh, what you learned in book form? I mean, how, what was the uh, the space in between your first book and your second book? Were you writing the first book while you were doing this or how did the timeline go?
3: Yeah, I actually wrote my first book, uh, not planning on writing a book. Mm-hmm. But when I was diagnosed with cancer, the first thing I did is go to a bookstore.
0: Right, right.
3: That's where you get your information. Right. And everything was either depressing or very medical. And I wanted to know what it felt like, what I was going to go through. Are there choices that I have to make? It, what is the realness of dealing with breast cancer? Sure. And so I started writing as a way to update family and friends. And and it just turned into a whole lot more than that. And before I knew it, 5,000 people were reading what I was writing. Oh, wow. And uh, so I continued writing when my husband was diagnosed. I continued through losing him. I wrote for a little over a year. And so it is the reality of dealing with all of that, right. And uh, the title, "I just think that's what you need to do. You know, crying, yes, cry. Of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I still cry sometimes. Of course, that's what happens, but you also have permission to laugh. it's,
2: mm-hmm. it's okay to enjoy life
3: again.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: OK. Now,
2: no. now now, when you got to your experiment about love, what made you decide to write that? Were you keeping a journal? How were you keeping track of what you learned?
3: I was just doing it. I was living it and then, yes, and then writing about it. And so the what I would do is uh, start each month with what I thought it was. So I'd write, uh, this is what patience is. You know, love is patient. We all know what patience is, right? We all know you're not honking your horn when you're stuck in traffic. You're not mad because they're not ready to go. You know, you're, you're being patient. And, and so then I just kept it in the forefront of my mind, the entire month, love is patient, love is patient, love is patient. And it took me the entire month, month after month, after month, it took me until the end of the month to discover what, what each of those words mean. Mm -hmm. And uh, like love is patient, for instance, you know, again, we all think we know what that is, but you put love is... Our love is not in front of any word, and it completely changes the meaning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I believe you're supposed to love everybody. We're all supposed to love everybody. The person in the grocery store, our next-door neighbor, the person sleeping in the bedroom next to us, we're supposed to love everybody.
2: Right.
3: So if you love everybody, love that is patient would say that this moment, this moment right here, right now, is the most important moment of your life. What's in the past is in the past and what's in the future is yet to come. And this is the moment. So whoever you're with, whoever it is, be fully engaged. That's showing love that is patient is being exactly there in the moment, ears and a heart wide open. And uh, I had to practice that. I thought I was the greatest multitasker in the history of the world. I could be in a full conversation and think about a meeting that I had later, what I needed to stop and get at the grocery store right, and right. know what I was going to say back. So as they were done talking, I could do it all. And I realized quickly that it's not true. I am not a multitasker after all. And so I really had to practice focusing and being in the moment and showing that kind of love, that love that is patient, but it changed my life. Wow. Because Now, when I look somebody in the eye and I'm fully engaged in the conversation, I really hear what they have to say. Mm -hmm. I'm not making any assumptions about what they're saying. I really hear them.
0: I really hear their heart. I hear their words. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome.
2: So I have to ask then, is this your ministry now?
3: Well, it's, I believe it's like a calling. I... Uh, I am very passionate about letting people know what love really is. And I'm very passionate knowing that love can change the world. It's love that will change the world, that can change everything. And there's so many people that are unhappy and uh, looking for happiness or looking for their spot in life and whatever it is. And and the good news is you, you can stop looking. Just love. You're not really required to do anything else. We're, we're just required to love, just love. Let people be who they are. Let people live who they're called to be, who they believe they are. Stop putting people in categories, you know, Democrat, Republican, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Northern or Southern or a, a Haitian an American, uh, whatever categories we throw people into. People are people all over the world. We're all individuals, beautifully and wonderfully made and unique to each other. I think the world's happy. There's only one of me. I don't (laughs) know about you guys, but I think it's good that that there's a uniqueness to all of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, to appreciate that and to love that and honor it. Let people be who they are. Stop trying to change people. Stop trying to fix people. We're women, we want to fix everybody.
1: We, right. We give
3: the unsolicited advice, right? We we think we know best, we, especially with our kids. We always want to give them advice because I, I could save them a whole lot of trouble if they did Of course. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But once they weren't in infants anymore, I realized I had no control over them. Right. You know, we, we control ourselves and that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I could keep going all night, but I want to make sure that uh, my co-hosts have enough time to ask. So, Andrea, I'm going to toss it over to you. I
0: I love a couple of things that that you said, uh, Kim, uh, about giving permission. I think we have to, to give ourselves permission uh, to laugh, give ourselves com- permission to cry, give ourselves permission uh, to have those emotions, you know, all of those emotions that come with us. And the other thing is about being fully engaged.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Being fully engaged. We were having a conversation the other other day about uh, the sentence, "How are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, and people will ask that and before you really have a chance to answer mentally, they have right. checked that off the list and moved on to, to something else. Yeah. Um so if you if you're gonna ask, want the answer, you know, want want right. the answer and 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 focus on that. I like what you said about taking a month that being intentional, um about what you where your thoughts are going to be you know what you're going to focus on what's what what is that how is that going to take shape for you because we are we are so busy doing so many things and and we think that multitasking is the order of the day and actually sometimes presence is the order of the day and we just need to take the time to to kind of step back and that's what your book is showing uh, at least was showing to me. I like the way that you summed things up, uh, particularly at the end of the book. The stories and everything were were, were great, uh, all of them that went with all of the the chapters. Welcome, Jamaica. Glad to have you with us tonight. Um, but when we hear things, and and I don't know anybody who has not heard the love chapter in some version, some way, shape, or or, or form. And, and I tend to use it a lot when people are struggling with relationships and everything. And, and I'll say, first of all, you want to read 1 uh, Corinthians 13 in okay. the Bible because that is clear and that is plain and you see that. But even with that clarity of those words, there is a piece that says, but what does that really look like? And that's what I so enjoyed about your book. Because when you got to those those chapters and you said, you know, love is patient and love is kind and love is all of these things, you were able to say, and this is what that looks like. You know, if you are patient, you can do this. If you are kind, this is what you do. This is what that looks like. And and I just I I enjoyed that so much because it did. I think Christina said it's a game changer. And it is, it really, really is a game changer in terms of how we look at what we think love is and what we think it is about and how we can be that. Mm-hmm. You know, how can, not just how can I do that, how but do how can do I that? do that? How can I take what I know in these chapters, in these words, and have it become my life. And your book has a unique way, I think, of bringing that home of just bringing all of that into fruition where I can sit back and say, you know, cause a lot of times we'll look at things and say, you know, trust always. Well, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, maybe a little bit, maybe not always, but you know, we we start negotiating and we start doing those things. Uh, but this is, I, I came away saying, I can do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I can be love personified. I can be love the way God intended for me to show love. You know, I can, I can do this. And here's some very practical ways that I can do this. Now, I would like for you to, to talk to us a little bit about what I call, all. Oh, I've dubbed them your always chapters. And those are those four chapters in the end. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And those sum up a lot, a lot, a lot of things for me. But tell me, for you as the writer, and and putting putting your um, conclusions, I'll say around those words. Just talk to about uh, to us about that for a few minutes.
3: Sure. Yeah. yeah always is a big word. Mm-hmm. Always, all the time, always. That's a, that's a huge word, you know. When you when you commit to always of the anything, it's a right. big commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And so always hopes, always perseveres, always trusts, always. It, it, it's big, it's huge. So how do you do that? How do you always? But the thing about love is that it does always, because when you are love, you're love always. You don't put it on a shelf. You know, it's not a coat that you put on and you get home and you take it off and you hang it in your closet. It is always, always to all people, all the time. Huh. So, so like, perseveres. on oh my word, I, if you want to hear the story about perseveres? I, uh, after losing my husband, I was going to a big church and I called and I said, do you have anything for widows in the church? And they said, well, you know, I don't know. For whatever reason, they had me meet with one of the pastors, they have coffee at a coffee shop downtown. And uh, so I got there and I thought, well, we're going to talk about, you know, a new program maybe or whatever it is they do for widows. And so I said, well, you know, do you, what does the church do for widows? And he said, nothing, nothing. Oh, wow. We don't do anything. And I said, what? Like, like you don't have widows even get to meet each other, like get get together for a potluck or something. And he said, oh no. We can't do that because it would just turn into a, a singles club, a place where people hook up. And I'm thinking, hook up? First of all, widows are all women. I don't know, I'm, personally, I'm not hooking up. And, and, and <laughs> okay. is it that so bad? I, I said to him, is it, would that even be so bad if it was widows and widowers? Because where are you gonna meet somebody? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna go to the bar? You know, where, really, where are you gonna meet somebody? And he said, well, where did you meet your husband? And I said, well, I was just finishing high school and a friend of mine was dating his brother. And I, so I met through through that way. And he, I said, where'd you meet your wife? And he said, I'll never forget. I'll never forget that moment. I was sitting in the cafeteria at the university and I saw this vision walk down the stairs and I just knew she was gonna be my wife. And, and I'm like, well, that's great. And he said, so that's how you meet people. I said, well, Okay, so all of my friends are married. I don't, they don't know any single people. And I'm not going back to college. And if I did, <laughs> they'd be way too young for me anyway. So how did those ways of meeting people play in? Like, what does that mean? And I said, you know, I would think that there are men and women in the church that would love to help people. You know, people are always looking for a way to help people. And women get taken advantage of right? right. We, we just do. Um, mechanics or the furnace guy. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some wonderful people and then there's some others that play a different game. And right. I don't know if they are getting played. And so I, I said, well, it would be wonderful for me to be able to call or there's a list and guys that are mechanics or they're, they're HVAC guys or whatever they happen to be to go take a look and, and know what to do or be able to fix it or whatever, I said, "Oh my word, we could never do that." And I'm like, "Well, well, why not?" And he said, "Well, those single women sending out married men by those single women," and I'm thinking, "I'm not talking about dating the guy or jumping on him. I'm just saying maybe he can fix my furnace, you know, for a lot less money or whatever." And and he said, "Oh, that would never work. That would not, marriages would break up. It'd be bad." Why, well, oh, oh, about oh, the wife goes along. Maybe has a cup of coffee with the poor widow. You know, maybe that could happen. <laughs> but no, oh no, no, couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And I'm, I, I said, buddy, we are a people group. Widows, take care of the widows mm-hmm. and orphans. We're mentioned yeah, yeah. over and over. Yeah. It doesn't say take care of the widowers, it says take right. care of the widows. I mean, the men were well taken care of, right. the women had an issue. And still today, mm-hmm. it is like that if a woman i was 47 if a woman in her 40s or 30s or 20s has little kids at home loses her husband who is the breadwinner Mm -hmm. right and all of a sudden their income goes from i'm living in suburbia in this house to shoot now we got to move to a different neighborhood who lost their dad have to change schools i gave up my career so he could have his career right so Mm -hmm. what am i going to do for work and and I said that to him, you know, all these things actually happen in today's society. Yeah. And he we said, well, you know, there's waitress jobs. There's jobs out there for people. And I'm like, waitress jobs? what are you even saying? Waitress. You want her to go work as a waitress? And and when? You know, the best tips are in the evening, right? Dinner time. So the kids come home for school and now they lost their dad. They changed schools, they changed their house. So they have to find new friends, and now their mom's not home at night because she's waiting tables. Like, how does that make sense? How does that make sense? It's up to the church to take care of the widows and orphans. Yeah. It is so clear. It is so clear. It was never clear to him. I could not make it clear to him. He, he thought I was all wet, but I learned about perseverance. I, yeah. I learned that I, I love people. And right. there should be things for women that need them. And the church yeah. should be the place where it's at. Right. It should be the church that is out there doing and giving and helping and embracing. Did you know that 80% of widows leave their church? Right. 80% less? because wow. people see them come in, you're used to sitting with your husband, so already it's awkward. And then you see them come into church and You don't necessarily want to be by them because they're so sad and you don't want that sadness rubbing off on you. And and maybe you don't want your husband by them. I don't know. But but all of a sudden they're not welcome anymore. Right. Well, that's not love. That's not love. Love doesn't say "Well, we loved you when you had a husband. But now that you don't, we don't love you anymore. There's a new place for you. right? Right. I mean, it's bad enough that the average widow gains 15 pounds. I mean, you know, we don't like that either. Well, we shouldn't have to leave our church. We right. should feel welcome, and we should right. feel loved. So it's love that perseveres, stays. It doesn't
0: go away. Right, right, right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, because I think it happens more often than we want to admit. Right, mm-hmm. just some things that we don't ever want to focus on that we really need. To focus on, uh, to make the changes that we want to make, to do what we say we always want to do, which is to be a blessing, to be an ambassador for Christ. And how can you do those things without love, or with, you know, and not shut people out? So that's that's what I enjoy so much. It's it's looking at looking at things differently looking at things from the being aspect and not just the doing aspect mm-hmm. and that, that's what love is that's that's what that's what this book has been about for me and i just appreciate uh the way that you have put it together lady the way that you <laughs> <put it together. laughs> victoria i'm going to to uh yield to you at this point i got two minutes i got two minutes right
1: <laughs> I, like, I too like the way the book was put together as well and um one of my questions is um uh, is there any part of the book or any chapter that you found harder to do than others like you, mm-hmm. you know you spoke about love being patient but what about the one um chapter nine love does not keep a record of wrongs <laughs> how hard was, was any of those chapters harder than the others, because quite frankly, that one's a little hard for me. <laughs> that one was hard
3: for me too. That was that was hard for me. I was dreading that chapter. I, I kept feeling like I wanted to put it off because we don't forget the things that happened to us. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't, don't. We might come to a place of forgiveness. We might forgive, but it's part of our forget. history. It's something that happened. And so it's right. there. And, and that month I was asked by this uh, group of men from the U.S. to go with them to Haiti. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted to see a water project I was working on and they wanted to see if they wanted to get involved. So I thought it was great. So eight American men and I you know, traveled down to Haiti and two Haitian friends came along to translate and they'd been working on the water project. So to help with with all of that, they came along. So we go out into the countryside to this little town. And so it's eight American men two Haitian men and me. And we get to where we're staying. And it's a very small building with two rooms. And each room has four twin-size beds. Little extra room in the room. Like, I'm thinking, well, we brought a couple cots and an air mattress. Like, we can squeeze a couple more people in. So we'd figure it out. Well, the head guy of the eight American men pulled me over. He said, Kim, Kim, can I talk to you? I said, sure. He said, "Uh, did you see the rooms? I'm thinking, buddy, there's nothing else to see. I mean, (laughs) there's nothing else. else. What else do you want me to look at? Of course I saw the rooms. And then I thought, oh, he's asking me because he's going to think I want my own room. So I'll say, well, it's okay. I'll sleep outside. And then he'll say, oh, no, if anyone should sleep inside, it should be you. And I'll say, well, I don't care if there's other people in the room. And he'll go, great, because there's only so much space. Right. So I said, well, that's okay. I'll sleep outside. And he said, good. Oh, good. <laughs> we have men that would be so uncomfortable with a woman in their room. And I'm thinking, okay, Haiti's hot. You go in the yeah. room and you sleep. You don't go in and converse. You don't go in and read anything. You do that outside because it is hot. You go in, you go to sleep, you wake up, you get out of the room. What is gonna happen in a room full of people? What? What's I? I, I'm don't sleep naked. I'd wear pajamas. I mean, I don't know what the problem would be. But I said I would sleep outside, so I had to figure it out. So I'm looking around, and there was this piece of plywood that there was sort of workhorses kind of that were holding it up. You know, wooden structures sort of holding it up. And I thought, well, if I sleep under that, at least if it rains, I won't get Mm -hmm. wet. And we had the air mattress, so. My biggest fear, though, was that something mm-hmm. would land on me, crawl on me,
1: bite. Thank me. you. That was what I was thinking,
3: right? And there's grates <laughs> there. There's snakes. There's
1: yeah. uh, I don't know. Whatever
3: is lurking in the, you know, in the bushes in Haiti, and I just did not want that to happen. So I go about each. Oh Lord Jesus, please don't let anything happen. So the first night I went to bed, the air mattress held air for about an hour. And it was so loud. There were dogs barking and horns honking. And it was so loud, so loud, so loud. That noise finally died down sometime after midnight. Then about 2 a.m., the voodoo drum started. And then that kept me awake. And then we went for a couple hours. And then finally, I was at a place where I could maybe get a couple hours of sleep. So the first night came and went, no problem. Nothing crawled, nothing slithered, nothing there. So I right. thought, oh, okay, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Well, the second night came. And again, the air is out of the air mattress. And the horns are loud and the dogs are loud. And then the voodoo drums. And then finally, I'm sleeping. And I slept on my back thinking, I, that's the easiest way to get up, and run. If I gotta get up and run. If I'm on my back, I can do it quickly. So I'm on my back. And... I woke up because something landed, something was on my leg. Oh. oh my word. I thought, what can I possibly be? Oh no, what is gonna happen if I get bit by something? Does Haiti have the anti-venom? Can they me to Miami in time? Am I gonna lose a limb? But I have all these thoughts going through my head. And so I slowly lifted my head and I slowly opened my eyes and it was a chicken. It was a dang chicken on my leg. I'm finally getting some sleep and here's a dang chicken. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> And then I didn't know maybe I should be happy because it's not something worse than a chicken. I didn't know how to do <laughs> that. I shoot it away. Got a few more minutes of sleep. The third night came and went. Everything was fine. Fourth night, no air in the air mattress after an hour. The oh noise, the drums, whatever. Finally sleeping. Again... I woke up because there was something on my leg. And again, I'm scared to death, wondering what can be on my leg, what it could possibly be that is on my leg. And so again, I slowly lifted my head, and slowly opened my eyes. And again, it was the dang chicken. (laughs) chicken. And again, I didn't know whether to be happy. It was a chicken or mad that it woke me up. But, But the good news is, that night, we had chicken for dinner. <laughs> so the death night came and went without incident. We were, we were just fine. And, you know, at first, I was, at first I was mad at those guys, right? right. I was right. There, right? like, I was thinking, I hope my sons wouldn't treat a woman like that. Right. I mean, I'm all about women equality. I, ah, oh, of course, right. but I'm still a woman. You know, uh-huh. there's still a difference between women and men, right? Yes. Well, I was, I was kind of bitter. I thought, what were they thinking, why would they do that? You know, what what's going on? And then I went, love doesn't keep record of wrongs. And then God hit me over the head with what that meant. I'll never forget those five nights in the outskirts of whatever little town of Haiti, right? I'll never forget what happened to me. I'll never forget that story. But instead of the bitterness and the anger, the narrative changes. Yeah. So I'm yeah. mad. It's just this funny thing that happened to me. I could now literally sleep anywhere in the world and be just fine. And so, you know, really it's kind of a bonus in a way, I guess, that it happened. And so it's, it's just <laughs> a story without the characters being, harming me in some way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you change the narrative of the story and then wow. you don't keep a record of wrongs because love oh. doesn't do
1: that. So I That's you, wonderful. you know, I think, I think that we definitely need you to come back because we didn't even touch on the Rays of Hope International, which is an, which I think is a whole show itself about this wonderful work you're doing with this organization. But before we go, could you please tell our, our listeners and our viewers where they could find your work and how they can get in touch with you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So Love Is is the name of the book. Um, and kimsorell.com is my website, but it's ridiculous because my last name, I'm literally the only Kim Sorel in the world spelled my way.
1: I mean,
3: you look up Kim Sorrell spelled my way, I'm there. But it has two R's, two E's, two L's. It's too hard to remember. So loveis.info is another way to get to my website, loveis.info. But the book is available um, on Amazon. It's available in brick and mortar stores. It's available on other online booksellers mm-hmm. so and, and it's wonderful it's been such a journey because people are using it for their small groups
1: all right
3: families are buying it for everybody in the family and then getting together once a month and discussing a chapter businesses even i yes. a business that they bought awesome. it for everybody and they're talking about it and trying to change the way they look at each other and think about each other and it's love the love is going to change the world we need a love revolution. And I know you ladies yes. are on board.
1: Are of course. Yes. Yes. Of course. Get of the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Kim, thank you so much. I'm sorry, Victoria, did you have something
1: else? Get the book. That's all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Kim, a delight a delight. I, I have so enjoyed you. We enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the looking through a different lens. I think that's mm-hmm. way Christina put it. Um, it just, it just is a delight. And, and I think that I'm, I'm with Victoria. I don't think I know I'm with Victoria uh, in terms of having you back again, because this is a, it is a vast subject. Yeah, It's just huge. And, and I think that some of the things that you have encountered and have experienced uh, just sort of lends uh, uh, another open door uh, and another way to look at love. And um, I, I just I appreciate you so much for for being willing to take the journey, uh, the year long journey and bring us this work is there anything any word that you want to leave with our listeners as we close out tonight
3: i would say you know love uh, one great thing about love is its complete freedom it's complete freedom, freedom. Mm-hmm. because all you have to do is love there's no judgment there's no condemnation and, and and then your happiness is on you you look at people as individuals and stop putting them in groups and 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 love everybody and your life Changes so much for the better when that's the way you live.
1: Awesome.
0: awesome. Awesome. Well, I know there's some things that I'm going to do differently. And I thank you for uh, for sharing what you did with us this evening. That is it for the tonight. We went over our time a little bit, guys, but it was uh, well it was worth it. Well, well um, yeah. worth it. <laughs> and I hope you do it the same way. Uh, keep your eyes and ears uh, tuned and open and all of that so that you'll get the information about the upcoming event in October., uh, be back here with us next week. I would like to tell you who the guest is and the book is, but you Oh, I don't remember all that. So just come back next week at 7 PM and enjoy, enjoy what we have in store for you because you never, ever know exactly what's going to happen here at Authors Up. Kim, if you sit tight for just a minute until our our, um, uh, uh, outro goes through, just want to speak to you for just a minute. Everybody else, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Good night. Good night. Good night, girls. Next week. Good night, Victoria. Good night. Good night. See you in a minute, Kim. God bless everybody. And uh, see you next week, 7 p.m. right here for Authors Up.